We are on the floor at the 2019 New York International Auto Show. Next on Talking Cars. Welcome back. I'm Keith Barry. I'm Jake Fisher. And I'm Mike Monticello. And you might notice our studio looks a little different today. That's because we are here on the show floor of the New York International Auto Show. Uh, and we're going to talk just about the cars that we've seen here, cars, trucks, and SUVs we've seen at the show here uh, today. And that's going to be the whole show. And I think that's awesome because there's been some pretty cool stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Awesome. So one of the, the, the most interesting cars, I think, for our viewers and CR members is uh, the Highlander. And the Toyota Highlander, it's a real popular car. Uh, we've rated it well in the past. And there's a new one, right? It does well in our tests, and uh, they've redesigned it. And, and, and maybe it's one of the most interesting vehicles because, mm -hmm. I mean, you see them all over the place. Um, but uh, no, they're redesigning it. I mean, the styling's a little bit different. It's a little swoopier, if you could say that about a Highlander. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's got actual, you know, flares and stuff on the side. I mean, you know, there's there's curves and lines, and it's not, you know, the last know. one was maybe a little boring to look at, maybe, but this one's definitely little, not. This, little appliance like. Yeah, this one's know? definitely not boring. And I think what's interesting also is what they actually changed. I mean, what's underneath the metal is mm -hmm. is the, uh, the new hybrid powertrain. Yeah. So there was a hybrid before, which is, Kind of cool when you have a big, you know, kind of mid-sized SUV with three rows that you could get decent fuel economy. But they changed the powertrain here. Now instead of the uh, the V6 hybrid, now it's the 2.5 hybrid. They got up to like 240 horsepower now. And something like what 34 miles a gallon is what Toyota they're talking saying? about that. But I think that's just when the front-wheel drive version of it. So now there's a front-wheel okay. drive uh, version, of and that's it. a big thing because it was the the Highlander hybrid was always all-wheel drive. And right. So now this is this is for. For you know, people who live in regions where they maybe don't get any snow, they can get this uh, less expensive. You still need three front, rows. Front wheel yep. drive uh, hybrid. Uh, you know that should get even better fuel economy than, it, than the all-wheel. And drive. if you do need the all-wheel drive, I mean, they have that kind of really clever, you know, unit for the rear for the for the all-wheel oh, drive. Like in the UX, like in the Lexus UX. Well, in the UX and and and, and in the Prius mm -hmm, and in the Rav4, mm -hmm. all those hybrids where there's no prop shaft, there's just a whole electric unit that there. And you know it means you're not really hurting your fuel economy very much to get that, that all-wheel drive. And now, because it is the 2.5, which is similar to, I mean, we had a bunch of top picks with kind of that same engine mm. with the, uh, the Camry hybrid and the Avalon hybrid. Um, it's gonna be better fuel economy and that's a great powertrain. I would yeah. love to see that in the Sienna, honestly. Mm. I don't know why we haven't seen a hybrid minivan from maybe next year. Yeah, I mean, yes. Chrysler has one. Right? Yes, so, exactly. Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting. They, you know, they updated their their infotainment system, and uh, finally, you know, yeah, you can finally <laughs> well, get you know Apple CarPlay, yes, yes, uh, yes, Android Auto, which is a big deal for a lot of people. Um, and they even you, in the top version, the Platinum, you can get this. It has this 12.3 inch uh, touchscreen, which is the biggest screen Toyota has done to date. So. Bigger, bigger screens. Cool. We're so seeing a lot of that. Updated all around. <laughs> you know, the old car was starting to feel a little dated, so I think it's it's pretty cool. There's there's a new one out there. And they're there. saying there's more luggage capacity too, which is always important when you have a three-row SUV. So yep. Uh, another CR favorite, the Outback, uh, and it debuted amidst uh, they uh, Subaru like built like a forest. <laughs> they actually it. It actually came out of a volcano. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that was the introduction. I missed that. I, I you missed didn't get it? To see that, There's yeah. a volcano and how bad actually emerged from it. Um, yes. So, I mean, was, I mean, the Outback's really interesting because, I mean, like, well, again, I don't know how interesting it is because it kind of looks a little, lot like the old Outback, just like what That's Subaru what does with all of them, right? generations. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it's like working. A, so, it why works. change it? And it your works. neighbors won't know that you got a new car, so you can still look, you know, kind of <laughs> under the radar. If it ain't broke, too flashy. That's their theory. Right. But, I mean, it's. But there are some changes. It's kind of no nonsense. I mean, it's a. 
mean, this car just kills outdoorsy people and all that kind of stuff. And, I, I, you know, there's not a lot of flash, but there's some, there are changes there and it's actual kind of important changes. Yeah, I mean, so the, you know, the, the six cylinder uh, horizontally opposed engine uh, is gone and they right. replaced it. Uh, and that was a good engine but it was you know, very thirsty for fuel. That's right. Uh, so they've replaced it with the turbo four cylinder that we've seen in the Subaru Ascent. The 2.4. That, that works very well in the, in the Ascent. So yep. that's the, uh, you know, the uprated engine getting in the Outback now. Yep. And I, I bet that's gonna be a good package. I bet that'll work. Basically, yeah. so when we saw it with the Ascent, it should yeah. work. And there's a bunch of like little nice niceties about it. Like, like I mean, there's we see so much kind of like flash and, and, and these little gizmos and stuff on these cars. Um, one of the neat things about it is the way that the automatic rear tailgate opens. I don't know if you've seen this, but like, you no, know how a lot of the cars where you have, like, you have to kick underneath right. it and you have to find mm. the right spot and you're like doing it's a little like dance. Like yeah. You look like an idiot because you yeah. hit the wrong spot. <clears throat> and then other cars, it's like you walk by it and it's automatically opening up. Right. This has got like a little sensor that's right on the Subaru batch. It's proximity. Hmm. So you sit there and you kind of hit your elbow near it. You know exactly the target to do. It actually works pretty well. I've got yeah. to try it. Like Fonzie with the jukebox. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. Exactly. Yes, it's very neat. cool. And there's a bunch of other little things. I mean, the rear camera has got a little sprayer to clean it. Um, and actually, that new infotainment system they have, they get, you know, again, big screens, right? right. They got this real long, which is, is it the same option. one as the Legacy. It looks like the same one as the Legacy. It well, is, uh, again, 11.6 inches, the biggest, the, screen, the biggest screen so far for Subaru, just like biggest, yeah. every automaker. You got to have the biggest, biggest screen ever. Yep. Yes. Um, but the way it works, I really liked because. I, I got. I actually plugged my phone and I tried out the CarPlay. Oh, cool! And what's cool about it is because it's got such a big screen, the top part could be CarPlay, and then below it you could have like a radio, so you yeah. could have listen to. Oh, so you don't have to switch back and yes, forth. Yes, like every yeah. other car, you have yeah. to kind of bounce back between these two environments. I could keep on the FM radio while I use CarPlay, which is kind of cool. I saw another car that had a split screen optional, uh, and and that was the new Hyundai Sonata. Now it's not the most interesting thing about it. The, the right. Sonatas. Really, really kind of interesting that, that, that Hyundai debuted it here because everything else was SUVs. And right. they really wanted, it seemed like they really wanted to buck that trend and be like, you know sure. what? We're going to bring out a sedan and we're going to put our well, best tech and everything on this new sedan. Right. Everyone's yes. saying that sedans are going away. Mm -hmm. uh, and true, some manufacturers are getting rid of you know some of their sedans. But this thing, I mean, they're going all in. This thing looks, oh, yeah. it, this thing looks great. I mean, it's got this huge <clears throat> grill. It's got lots of angles and lines and I mean, it's going to stand out in, from the crowd. It's chrome trim lights up. The yeah. chrome trim lights up as you go to the front. I mean, it's the first time we've really ever seen this. And it's yeah. like, mm. yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I mean, they've, I mean, it really is about style. Um, so it's not, you know, I mean, Subaru is all about function. I think, you know, they're real about style. And what's interesting about that, I noticed that the hood goes all the way to the front of the car like right up to the leading edge, which right. kind of yeah. looks cool, but like in parking, you get tapped by someone's bumper and like the radar and the camera it, are right there. And you're pretty your much going away. We don't <laughs> need yeah. bumpers. If you look at cars these days, there's like, mm. you can't even see the bumper. Yes. Yeah. So underneath that giant hood, uh, new two new four cylinder engines. Uh, and also there's a there's one new transmission. It's an eight speed and they've got rid of the six and the seven that they had in the prior car. And we, we had some issues with some of the Hyundais with, especially with the turbo engine and some of the prior transmissions. There was kind of a, a lurchy jerkiness yeah, that, with them. The dual clutch uh, transmission just really never worked as well as it should have, you know, especially in the low speed, low speed driving. Once you got up to speed, then that's when dual clutch systems seemed to work really well, quick mm -hmm. shifts, uh, good fuel economy. But you know what? I bet this is going to work out much better in the end to have just a traditional eight-speed automatic. Uh, we've seen the manufacturers that are 
almost in yeah. a sense going back to a traditional mm, automatic. Yes. It, it, yeah. Usually the drivability is much better. And right? they say it's still 33 miles a gallon. Right. So we'll, we'll find that out. I mean, this is, this is one of these cars we're definitely going to buy. We're going to test. But um, yeah. there's a problem, though. What's the problem? It has a push-button shifter. And you know mm. the, the, the gear selectors that are push-button setups, typically we haven't been too fond of. So I'm curious, well, Jake, what you... Well, okay. So, I mean, we, we've seen this in some of the other um, Hyundais we have, um, but uh, not as bad as what we saw in the Lincoln. No. The Lincoln Corsair. Okay. I mean, so, so Lincoln's been kind of goofy with like these piano key shifters mm -hmm. and you kind of like... All, they're all about horizontal styling. That's what they say. Right. So, uh, I think we got a new different level now with the Lincoln Corsair, which is their, their uh, small luxury SUV. Um, it's a bar. It's like a metal bar that goes across, and you got to touch the part, right part of the bar, in order to shift gears. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's, so it's like violin versus guitar, no frets. Right. <laughs> you just have to like find the sweet spot to make the right. Well, no, there's frets actually when oh, you okay. think about it. So I think, yeah, that's basically how it works. It's yes. a little silly. Yeah. It's but, it's a lot. Silly. But if we're talking about the Corsair, I mean, the interesting thing we so we had a discussion with uh, the Lincoln folks yesterday, hmm. and. They really didn't want to admit the fact that it's, you know, whether you say it's based on the brand new Ford Escape or it's, it's a, you know, uses the same platform as the Ford Escape. They really didn't want it. They wanted to ignore that that vehicle even exists. But right. the bottom line is they are, they do share a lot of, you know, they share a platform. Which, which may not be a bad right. thing. So I don't know why you'd run away with that. And it doesn't that. look anything like the Escape. You know, it looks completely right. different. And the inside, for mm. sure, the outside definitely looks like a Lincoln. The inside, you know, uh, has this, you know, kind of like tablet-like center screen that, juts up from the dash and then it's got this floating center stack. I mean, so it looks nothing like the Escape. It's, it's very definitely upmarket. Yeah. The Corsair, it's supposed to be, it's styled. It's a, it's it's a, a luxury and, compact yeah. SUV. And obviously we haven't driven it, but I mean, like Lincoln does do really well in quietness and that's what they were really touting. They want this yep. kind of like luxurious, very, very quiet. And when you look at, you know, Escape, I don't know why to run away from the new Escape. We haven't driven that yet either, but I right. mean, Ford does know how to do ride and handling. So, I mean, they have done some really, even the outgoing Escape, Right. It's a great vehicle to drive. Right. And, and you know, for transitioning to the Escape, I mm. mean, the Escape, I mean, the thing with Which that is, is also here. It's also yeah. here, brand new. Uh, and, you know, it was a great driving vehicle, especially in terms of the handling, yeah. but its fuel economy was way, really way behind some right. of the top Absolutely. competitors. And it needed to also be, get some redesign because it was behind in, in some of the crash tests as yeah. well. Right. That's and, right. And, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, some advanced safety systems yeah. weren't even available. It's just an older car. Right. Yeah. So yeah. now it's now it's brand new, completely redesigned, doesn't look anything like the old Escape. It's like a kinder, the, gentler Escape. Yeah, it looks very though. happy. Doesn't it looks the very, actually, look you know very what, happy? You know, they probably got the old things from Mazda. Right, Mazda's kind of walked away from <laughs> yeah, the real happy yeah, brand, yep. and now they've given it to uh, and, Ford. And so what's interesting about that is is that they've gone <clears> away from, so they still, the base engine is still a 1.5 liter turbo, but it's a three cylinder now instead of a four cylinder. And mm. you, know, I, you know, obviously the gain, the goal there is to get better fuel economy. And then uh, they'll have cylinder deactivation because three <laughs> might be too many. Exactly. So they it's can it's the same one liter that was in the old uh, in the old Fiesta, so right? So it's a 1.5. It's a 1.5. So it's yeah. slightly right, larger than that. Right. Right. Okay. So, 50 percent larger. Yeah. So we haven't driven this one yet. We've driven their one liter three cylinder, <clears> but not their 1.5 <clears> liter. They're still going to have you know uh, a two liter four cylinder turbo as well, yeah. uh, but it's just kind of interesting. That three-cylinder actually makes about the same power as the outgoing uh, four-cylinder 1.5-liter turbo. So that's kind of interesting. And you know, we don't have fuel economy numbers yet, but hopefully it will be considerably better. It, it, it's very car-like, I gotta say. Yeah. I mean, you look at Escape over the years, it used to be very truck-led, mm -hmm. you know, and it was very like two-box. Right. And it's just kind of, I mean, well, they're getting rid of the Focus, they're getting rid of the Fusion. It's almost like, this is a car now. It's a tall car, kind it's of? A, yeah, it kind of looks like that. It's yeah. very, very, you know, 
soft styling. So yeah, I remember when they said, thing. okay, people who want something that looks a little more car-like, there's the C Max for them. Nobody wanted that. No. So, but so it's it's I, also I think people want truck-looking things. It's I'm funny. just gonna throw it out. It's funny. There. It's like people <laughs> want trucks. Speaking of things that people want that look like trucks. The Hyundai Venue. Oh my God. So this is not a truck. No. But it looks like a truck. No, 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 no. Front wheel drive only, right? Yep. I and mean, this it's is based on the Hyundai Accent. It's, it's smaller it's, than the Kona, which is it's tiny. Hard to believe. It's smaller yeah. than the Echo Sport. Um, it is a small. I'm going to throw this out brilliant okay. mm -hmm. because what they did was, I mean, right. So it's based on, I mean, they're tiny, tiny subcompact, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they're getting rid of the they're getting rid of the Accent hatchback. And so replacing it with so this. instead of an Accent hatchback, mm -hmm. which you know, I mean, everybody wants a subcompact hatchback. Uh -huh. They make it look like a little trucklet, right. mm -hmm. you know, unlike what Ford Escape is done to doing. And I think it's going to be very successful. Do you I know mean, it reminds me of? Really inexpensive. We, we got in the back of the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's actually roomy. I could fit in it. No, tons of headroom. It's boxy. It's boxy. Now, it made me feel old because they said that it's, it's, it's designed for Gen Z. And oh. I'm used to being catered to, you know, and now right. all of a sudden it's like, huh, we don't care That's about exactly you. That's exactly how it's he these, acts at work. These, <laughs> yeah, I just, I demand, it's terrible, I'm so demanding. <laughs> no, but but it, one of the cool things about it is that it's designed sort of for, as a, as a first car for new drivers, and it's supposed to be pretty inexpensive. It's supposed right. to start under like 19,000, yep. which is standard around where the Kona is. Stuff. And it comes with a ton of standard safety features. Yeah. So it's kind of aimed at these people it's, who don't have as much. very and, smart, very smart. You can get a manual transmission. Yeah. I know, I know. So I predict the same thing's going to happen with any other car that gets aimed at a super young audience is that older people are going to buy it. Absolutely. I mean, like the Scions. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, yes, and, and, yes. I, and Honda Element. Right. And I think that that's okay because that's it's, it's, it's affordable, right. it's versatile, it's easy to park, it's exactly what you... Easy to get yeah. in and out of. So, mm -hmm. so let me have one variation on that. It will be bought by young people mm -hmm. when it's used. When it's yeah. used? So it's used, which is awesome, again, right. because here's a vehicle that's going to sell at a low price, it's got the standard safety stuff. When it hits the used car market, now you've got a car with standard safety stuff that's going to be inexpensive. And the same thing with the signs. I think there's young people buying them in the used car market. Yeah, right. It used to be you'd get Grandma's Oldsmobile or Grand Marquis. Now it's going to be you're going to get Grandma's Venue. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. That's, a, that's an interesting car. So speaking of small SUVs, uh, I'm going to go through a bunch now of other stuff that we've seen. But like the Q3, speaking of affordable too, mm. the Q3 starts at like under 35000 Yeah. New Audi. What do you think? Well, I mean, look, it's it's aimed right at the right part of the market. I mean, everyone is ex right. It's, it's like the check marks, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone wants a luxury. They want SUVs. Um, you know, and they want something affordable too. So, I mean, this subcompact like S luxury SUV is kind of this burgeoning market. Everybody who has one. Um, problem is not many of them are very good. Mm -hmm. right. uh, this has got and, kind of the bones that it can be a really good and, and a lot of them do end up being pretty expensive. So it's nice that right. they're, you know, if they are trying to keep the price down and you know, hopefully it'll, it'll drive pretty well and, and it'll be a legitimate you know, contender. For it's them. hard to get all those things. Luxury really and SUV and affordability. Yeah. Um, they probably have a good chance of doing it just because they've got great platforms right. that, that are quite luxurious, it, even if you get like a, you know, a Jetta or a Golf. Right. If you look mm -hmm. at our, you know, the road test scores for those vehicles, they're actually really not that high usually, you know, for, for our ratings because right. they're just typically not great vehicles. They're right. okay, but All, they're not great. In that class. In they're that a little class. And actually the Q3, the outgoing Q3, which is like a pretty old vehicle, does real quite well in that class as it is. Right. So high so hopes it can for only that get one. better. Uh, right. I bet that'll be, I bet there'll be a lot of lease specials on that. I predict. At the other end of the spectrum, Mercedes GLS. They're finally trying to make this into their flagship, I they guess? They want this to be the, sure. the S-class class of, class of SUVs. Yeah. The S, it ends in an S, yeah. right? That's the yeah. new gaming convention. The last letter matches their sedans. But um, yeah, big, brawly, powerful, all that stuff. Yeah, V8, great. 
Yeah. The, I was actually a little surprised. I was expecting like some V6 with a whole bunch of V8 boosty things. With a mild hybrid. Right, so they're doing volts. the mild hybrid thing, which is, you know, a way to, you know, get a, maybe a little bit better fuel economy. More than <laughs> anything. Like double big, digits. It's like yeah. two Big Macs with a Diet Coke. Oh, come yeah. on. But mild the, hybrid but V8. The, the point is of the 48 volt is that, you know, when, you, when you're doing the, you know, stop start, you know, the engine stop start, that it's mm. still going to be able to keep the AC at full, right. full, full volume and everything, and so that's kind of where they're going with that. And but big, luxurious. It's, 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 the back row can fit someone who's up to six four. They say heated seats in the third row. Yep. Seat. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. not a third row. That this is a third row that you can actually right. put right. full grown people in, and they won't be upset sure. by it. Yeah. yeah, or you could just get a minivan. Right, yeah. or you buy two minivans. So at the total other end, there's a new Yaris and a new Versa, and those are at this show. They seem to be slightly improved, more active safety features. They're not, you know, they're they're not as old and as dated as as their predecessors. Right. right? I mean, the, yeah. the Yaris hatchback is basically, you know, just a a you know the Mazda two based. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, now they make the the Yaris sedan was Mazda two based. Now they're making their hatchback Mazda two based. So that's basically just the same thing as the sedan, just the hatchback. Yep. So and it should new, be good. And the new Versa gets all the active safety that it didn't have, um, which is actually pretty good for the class. Oh, oh, it's been years. <laughs> it's been yes. years. That so. was not a great car. Hopefully I, this one's at least a little bit better. Right. And one car we haven't talked about yet, Cadillac CT5. Mm -hmm. Now this, this isn't replacing the CTS? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> Again, we had we have some discussions with manufacturers when we come to these shows. We yeah. had a discussion, and it was a little confusing. Uh, mm -hmm. Jake, you can probably explain it a little bit better than me, but it is replacing the CTS. Uh, it's well, sort of. Sort of. I mean, <laughs> they're changing their naming structure completely. So well, because it's have, confusing because it, I mean, yeah. the CTS wasn't clear. Does that go against the BMW 5 Series or the 3 Series? It's kind they're of an sort of in-betweener, yeah. And I think they're done with. They're that. trying. So, to, they said they don't want to do the tweener thing. So CT5, think 3 Series BMW, right. think C-Class Mercedes-Benz. And it's only a little shorter than the CTS. Right. So it should have a decent. I mean, it looks like it has a decent rear seat room, which is nice in this class. I mean, we saw what the the. Uh, I, I keep on thinking about the. Uh, the, I won't call it the Hyundai, but the Genesis G70 that we mm. tested, right. which is kind of this new entry in that class, and it's got a terrible rear seat. So it's nice to have something that you could actually seat well, for five people. Yeah, I wanted to go sit in the back seat this morning, but it's up on a stand, so I couldn't get into it. You, you know, it climb. does have a pretty, yeah, you, you think I could climb. Uh, I didn't want to get chased out of the show, but it Again. has a pretty sloped, dramatically sloped roof. Yeah. So. I'll be it's curious. like a fastback, I'll be, basically. Yeah, I'll yeah. be curious, you know, how the headroom is. Maybe the legroom will be good, but I'm curious about the headroom. But I get in sin in. So, but, but, but it looks, it does look pretty and cool. And I expect though. the trunk is smaller than the CTS, too. I, and I expect it's going to, I mean, look, the latest cars from from Cadillac, I mean, they drive really nice. They ride really nice. Um, it will have uh, Super Cruise in it. It's not mm -hmm. at launch, but that will come. So that's yeah, all kind of cool. They're saying sometime in calendar year 2020. Yeah. And that's not something you can get from the 3 Series, the A4, no. any of those. Correct. No. Yeah. So and the other big thing is, you know, Will it be reliable when it comes out at launch? That's a big thing. With, with yeah, we're that's, that's what's so holding it. It's, it's holding back. Cadillac back yeah. Yeah. and holding back the CTS, which is a car that we otherwise really like. That's right. We and like to drive it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, favorites. Sure, I'll start. So um, <laughs> you've been holding this in the whole time. I've been. So so normally we don't talk about concepts, but there is a concept at the show that I was pretty impressed with. So Volkswagen had showed a concept that like I, I would I liked originally. I like the Honda original a lot, you know? I mean, and we talked about this before, kind of like, hey, why did you make a car and make it look like a truck? Why not like a pickup truck? Mm -hmm. So this is what the Honda Ridgeline is. Uh, Volkswagen had showed a pickup truck before that was based on um, like their larger Atlas. That was the Tan Tan Tanoa. Who knows how to yes. pronounce it? So now they showed the let me let me try it. Let me try to get Tarak, Tarak, and actually, so this is a think of it kind of like a Tiguan based 
pickup truck. So they're showing us a concept. This will go to into production. I mean, obviously, it'll change a little bit in uh, other markets in South America. So but, yeah, Brazil is where Brazil. it's going to be but, made there. Yeah. But they are showing it here because they're kind of gauging this reaction. You know, whether or not they can actually sell it in right. the U.S. market. It's like um, the old Chevy Avalanche. It's basically a smaller hmm. Chevy. So they're bringing back the Chevy Avalanche, but car-based. Yeah. You know. So, um, but I think you I know, think the seat folds down so you can right. the rear seat folds down so you can have extra cargo room to slide right. along things mm. in, like the Avalanche. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think so. it's a really cool idea. I did have to talk to like I think five different people at the Volkswagen stand to try to figure out how to pronounce it. So but it's for those who like to rock. Yes. Okay. Yes. Excellent. That's how you remember how to pronounce Wonderful. it. Wonderful. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Okay. What did uh, What did you like? So for me, um, it's really more about uh, an exhibit that I really liked because you know the car. We come to the car shows and we're mostly concerned as journalists. You know, what's the latest car that we can tell everyone out there about? But I think when you come to a car show as as a you know regular civilian, you want to look at these new cars and sit in the new cars, but you also want to be kind of wowed by some of the exhibits. And for me, it was. It was the uh, Nissan exhibit with uh, the GTR and the 370Z, oh, yeah. but not yeah. because of the new GTR and 370Z so much, but the old they have yeah. the old all these old skylines there and an old 240Z, and honestly, yeah. they look so fantastic. They didn't even do like a, uh, it's kind of a very industrial kind of display, mm -hmm. but it is just so cool that those cars are there. If you're an enthusiast of the skylines, um, you're gonna want to go check that out because it's they just look so awesome. And they're up in Agreed. the air. You can walk yeah, underneath. I really saw a cool. guy. You know, he's looking and checking. You know, it's yeah. it's you can see him like you'd really never see him before. You yeah. see people walking yeah. by him and going, you know, I actually heard a guy say, I would give anything to have this. <laughs> I was walking by. Him. So very cool. I like it's no say I like the venue. Uh, and I don't just like it because it's it's you mean sort this of, venue? Oh god, yeah, the Javits oh is great. God, is um no no, I like the Hyundai venue. Uh, it, it what I like about it is that they, they put these details on it that I think uh, that that small affordable cars deserve. So they put this kind of interesting pattern on the rear bumper. You can get denim trim, you can get two-tone, mm. the lights are kind of squared off. It reminds right. me of the Fiat Panda, which is another car that's it's really affordable really basic uh, we don't get it here in the US no. but it has style to it and right. why should you be stuck with something that's kind of ugly and cheap looking just because you don't have a lot of money well they sure. clearly put some real effort yeah. into this you know this was yeah. not just like let's just get it out and you right. know have and a it was packed car. of all the cars at the show that we had trouble getting getting a chance to film that one we had to book a time and even yeah. then like five people were trying to film the car at the same time right. and and that hasn't happened at a car show in a you know in a while for especially yeah. for a car that starts under twenty thousand dollars sure right. it's pretty right. cool yeah. Cool. All right. So I think that wraps it up for today. But next week, very special episode, 200th episode. And we are filming it in New York live in front of a studio audience. And uh, it, it, you, you better watch because it's going to be incredible. So uh, thanks so much. And we'll talk cars with you again soon.